0: Welcome back to the Green Element podcast, where we feature business leaders and innovators transforming their operations to be more environmentally and socially sustainable. I'm your host, Will Richardson, and I can't wait to meet our guest today and help you on your journey of sustainability. Taylor, welcome to the Green Element podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. It is a pleasure to talk. We met through our Facebook group, the Green Element um, Facebook group. Which is it's brilliant the way that um, people meet now and how you can meet so many different people through so many different mediums, whether it's online or networking meetings or etc. So um, welcome to the podcast. Please tell us more about your business and what it is that you do.
1: Sure. Yes. Yeah. So Kindwood. Uh, well, firstly, thank you for having me on here. That's you know that's a really exciting to be on this and it's this probably the first podcast to shine the light on Kinewood. So that's it's pretty cool. Wicked. Um, Cool. (laughs) Obviously, what's kinewood, really? Well, kinewood, in its basic form, is a firewood producer. That sounds pretty wicked, uh, you know, there. You know, oh, God, um, you're burning wood and taking trees from forests and various things like that. So I think I should probably shine some light on that side of things, first of all, because that's usually where people come straight for me. Um, (laughs) Basically, we obviously want to act as sustainable as possible. So some of the most common things that we'll try to do with kind wood is to take the natural thinnings from a woodland. So woodlands have to be thin. So we're going to take, we've got to take wood and trees out of woodlands anyway in order for them to flourish. Uh, to open up the canopies to allow more light into the forest so that the ground foliage can, can grow and can have greater biodiversity and allow the other trees, the good trees, the really big trees, to get bigger and bigger to absorb more carbon and, and various things like that. So there's actually a natural process in which we have to thin trees. So I thought I would cover that bit first. A lot of firewood companies are doing that now. So the real difference with kindwood was that we wanted to obviously be a bit more purpose-led and act in a way that across the entire sort of process we will have people on the planet you know in best interest really so sort of the first thing we discovered is that there were two types of comforts really so obviously you're going to buy firewood because you've got a wood burner an open fire and it you get it because you want to relax or something like that maybe some have it for for the actual reasons they need heating but most people are doing it for for the pleasure of it so you're getting a, a level of comfort you know by relaxing and feeling at ease um, you know, very similar to being around your, your family and taking a nice long walk and various things like that. Then there's this other type of comfort that we can all actually get from doing something good, which, you know, makes us feel good inside, inside warm and fuzzy. And that normally comes from contributing to society in, in a positive way or, or to the environment. And we saw that there was actually a good coupling of those two comforts. And this is where kindwood sort of purpose started to be born of kind comfort. Where we're trying to think of a way to bring together these two forms of comforts so of doing good for the planet and providing comfort to people in their homes or when they're on an adventure outside. So that kind of, you know, where we started to come at it. And then from there on, we started looking at ways we could actually implement that sustainability, which we can probably cover later on on this.
0: Yeah. Who do you work with? Who would you sell to? And like, what do you, are you a wholesaler? How does it work?
1: Sure. So we're still very much pre-launched and we're coming into that in the new year, so who we're selling to, but we're going to go and do down two channels. So we're going to do direct-to-consumer through website orders, which is mainly going to be bulk orders. So that's where you're gonna get your vast amounts of firewood which you'll have for your winter months and things like that. But we're also gonna to go to retail with some smaller items. So probably one of the most exciting ones is a different form of natural fire lighter. So normally you would go out and buy these petrol based ones or these ones which actually I've got one here which is made of wood shavings, it's glued together and made of and then they're dipped in wax. Right. And that's probably the most sustainable one on the market so far. We were like, how could we do better than that? You know, there are so many issues around uh, in the planet and so many natural alternatives that we can use. Not to say that's not natural, but it is actually created and it's not just a base product. So we discovered that you can use orange pills. I don't have any with me now, but you can use orange pills. If you dry them out, they act as a natural fire lighter because they have wax in them and various things like that. So they let off enough heat, they burn for a, a decent length of time to get your fire going if they're you know they are with kindling and logs and things like that so we are looking to take that sort of product to retail and a thing which we're going to call experience packs and those experience packs will be tailored to specific things that you do you might have a, pa- a camping pack or something like that a picnic pack we're still yet to define specifically what they are so we're looking at those two avenues and i guess specifically who the customer would be we were talking about the, the other day and we're just going to call them the green warrior we're gonna call them the Green Warrior, I guess, because this is the type of person that wants to act in a sustainable way. They wanna live a life which is sustainable, but actually underneath, they know they're not acting in the best possible way they could, and there are a few things that they you know they didn't realise they could do. You know, we all believe that we can be a Green Warrior and we all believe that we can go out there and act sustainably, but at the fundamental core of it, we can't do everything we can. So we want to be a brand which can show that it's okay not to do everything, but you can actually look at everything in your life and there are ways you can act more sustainably if you just start that journey. So that's kind of where we're going at it and those are the sort of channels uh, and who we're going to be selling to.
0: Brilliant. Sounds really interesting. It's a cool journey you're on. And so what? how did you come up with this idea? And I also want to know how you came up with the orange peel idea. Like, How on earth do you find out that orange peel dried yeah. out is a good firelighter? Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> Sure, I mean, I'll start with the first bit then. So The story started that with me and my best friend were sitting around the the fire. Uh, I think it was actually a summer's day or an evening. and We had a fire pit outside and we were both just sitting there wondering why, you know, both of us were so fascinated by it, you know, for something that is dangerous and various things like that. Why are we so eased with it and, and feel relaxed? And We wanted to understand whether it was just us or anyone else, so... We looked into it, and we discovered that cultures in, all around the world just find fire strangely comforting. And that's when we dived into this two these two worlds of comfort, as we call it. And that's kind of how the journey started. And then discovering the orange pill, I think I'm trying to think how it was. I think that we were talking to someone who was a forestry manager for the Forestry Commission, and we were talking with him. He was just literally saying uh, some of these crazy ways he started fires from when he was a kid up until now. And one of them, he mentioned, was using dried orange pills. And we were like, that's interesting. He said, do you think it would be a great alternative to actually using what's on the market now? He went, yeah, it's, it's a far better product. It lasts longer. You, you know, you're tackling a food waste issue and various things like that. So we thought, OK, we need to get on this and we need to bring it to the market because literally no one, we cannot find anyone who's actually offering this as, as a, an alternative to what there is right now. And we want to be able to tackle some of these issues that we have, like food waste. You know, Who would have thought in a, I guess, a fuel industry, you could tackle an issue like food waste? And you can. Obviously, they're doing it in biomass and biogas. But at home, we can do the exact same thing by taking orange peels, which we're doing in partnership with a juice company in Shropshire uh, called Be Fresh. Uh, they will be providing us with their surplus orange peel waste, and we'll be taking that, drying it ourselves in a kiln, and then using it and taking it to the market as a, an alternative to start your fires, you know, whether it's at home or out and about. Brilliant. Is
0: it good? You've obviously tried it yourself, and um, does it work much better?
1: Yeah, it is really good. And believe it or not, it leaves your house smelling unbelievably, but unbelievable. Like, just imagine the smell of orange just flooding through your house.
0: Yeah, how funny. It's kind of like incense and fire at the same time.
1: Yeah, it's great. And uh, <laughs> and one thing as well as well too, is that it lets off uh, significantly less emissions and gases than if you were to use newspaper or something that else is covered in wax and various things like that. And it releases far, far less of it.
0: Cool. Brilliant. What would you say your super, business superpower was?
1: Well, that's a great question. I, I definitely think it would be providing comfort to yourself at home.
0: Okay. And can you tell us a bit about how you, probably best, how you're trying to discuss and promote your mission and purpose? Because you're pre-sales, you won't have staff, suppliers or customers. So it's more, you've obviously got quite a clear mission and purpose. How is it that you're going to promote that and, and through what means?
1: Sure. So right now we're using, obviously, the most powerful thing you, you can think of, which is social media. And we've used that to kind of test whether this is a good thing and, the, and whether the market wants it. And we're, we're gaining really good traction, especially our Instagram account. is growing about 120% uh, a week, uh, which equates to probably a hundred or a few hundred people a week, which is really nice. So we're starting to gain this awareness. Um, we've actually got a few press releases coming up very soon and things like that. And we're also going to go to crowdfunding. We're going to do a reward-based crowdfunding campaign in January, which also is going to really, I guess, prove whether this is something the market wants. And so at this stage, that's kind of how we're bringing it to life and seeing, you know, and I guess promoting it. I think that's the best way we've found so far.
0: Yeah, yeah, I bet. Who are you doing crowdfunding with?
1: So we're going to be using crowdfunder.co.uk.
0: Oh, Okay. I'm interested to talk about that after podcast, because we're just about to use Crowdcube. Okay, great. When it comes to, I guess, have you had any struggles of, and any problems that you've come up against that, and I guess the orange pill is probably a good example of this, but any other things that you've gone, we can't use this type of material, or um, have you come across any ethical and um, sustainable issues that? you've wanted to try and tackle that has ended up being a struggle within the business
1: yeah i mean i think this one there's two uh, and there's one that most companies will probably struggle with but it's the distribution and with the bulk orders you know that they're, they're going to be going out weekly on, on big arctic lorries all around the world and that's good, and we haven't found another way to go about that and i don't think there really is at this moment in time and that's been one of our biggest struggles. But another one which we think we can actually probably come around is actually we're going to be selling the, some of the logs in a small form in paper bags. But before that, we were really struggling to think of a durable way, a durable material in which we can put, you know, 10 to 12 logs in which you can then go to your local convenience shop or superstore or DIY shop and pick up uh, because you've, you've run out or something. and You need, a, you know, a quick, convenient amount of good logs uh, for that evening, say, before your actual big order comes. And we were trying to think, like, how can we actually put this? Because we don't really want to use plastic, you know, as much as you could probably encourage them to recycle it and various things like that. It's just not a great thing. And and you're going to be contributing to a fossil fuel industry and various things like that. And that's something I just don't want to be involved in personally. And we had significant trouble. And actually, we're still having this trouble now is finding a supplier that can provide us with the, the paper bags, which are... Can actually prove the the credentials behind them and the impact that these paper bags are having. You know, we need something that really is sustainable and ideally, I would actually really appreciate something which is 100% recycled paper. But it's just not that easy finding those finding those suppliers.
0: Yeah, I bet. Do you think as you scale, you'll find stuff like that easier?
1: Probably, yes. Because obviously, as well, we're being smaller, we don't need such high. Um, uh, orders, we don't need so many units so that's actually as well limiting the companies that we can approach because they have such high minimum order quantities so for a small company especially that for one that hasn't even launched yet, ordering 10, 20 50,000 is just not a viable option for us
0: No, I can imagine If you could offer one piece of advice to our listeners which could help them with what do you think that would be?
1: That's a great question that is I think it's I've followed this my, my entire life, I'd like to think, or at least my entire working life, and that is to make sure that anything that I'm contributing to, I know that it's serving something beyond my own selfish needs. I think in order to have a level of purpose in life, I think it goes beyond just yourself, and I think it's always important to consider how is it going to contribute to either society or the planet or both. And, um, you know, and if, if you're starting a company, I think it is always important to consider that in every decision you make. I mean, you know, the reason we really wanted to define what our purpose was is because we want that to be the, the decision maker of all of our decisions. You know, we make a decision. Does it align with our pu- purpose? No. OK, we need to reconsider that. If yes, great. Let's go ahead with it. And I think obviously that's something really important in a business nowadays anyway.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. When it comes to reducing your environmental impacts and carbon footprint for your business what would you say your biggest challenge or frustration is
1: biggest um 100% distribution yeah i had a feeling um, and maybe sometimes there are some areas as well that we we can't measure as well so you know I'm someone who likes to measure the impact that's going on across the majority of things in, in, in the business, and there's a, it, sometimes it's really difficult to measure. So maybe with some of the suppliers where we get our, our, our timber from, uh, it can be very difficult to, to measure the impact that's coming from that, from the time that it's failed to the time it comes to us. And that's a huge frustration. You know, it's really nice that we know that it's being grown in Britain, but it's like, actually, can we clarify and can we be certain that how they're doing it is in a sustainable manner? And that's probably a big challenge at the moment is making sure that where we're sourcing it from is done in, in the way that we hope for. So we're kind of, uh, in a way to overcome that, we're trying to see if we can form our own audit process uh, for every timber supplier that we go to and that we actually do our own audit. Even though they have the credentials in place, sometimes I think doing this audit will only bring more authenticity to the product that we want to offer.
0: It's so interesting listening to you. You're um, a complete breath of fresh air for organisations. And, I mean, I've been doing this for coming up to 20 years, and one of the things that I've noticed is the sea of change that's happening from younger people. And basically, yeah. you are younger than me, and <laughs> it's brilliant what you are doing because you are questioning just because something has happened before doesn't mean it's right. And just yes, because yes. someone's thought about it sustainably doesn't mean it's the most sustainable thing and right. That. And what you have just said to me is yeah, they've got their certifications, but we still like to check it and make sure.
1: And yeah, you cannot be too. You cannot be too sure.
0: Yeah, I think it's brilliant, absolutely brilliant, because that's the only way we're going to win at this climate crisis and mm-hmm. change is attitude like that. And what you've got, I think, I think brilliant, brilliant. Is there any advice oh, okay. or learning that you'd like to share with everyone listening on this podcast?
1: Sure. Okay. God, uh, that is a good question. Any any learnings or findings I'd like. Any advice? I, I think it is, you know, it goes back to what I said earlier, is is always to define the purpose and, and lead with that. And you make every decision on that. Because ever since, you know, even my own internal purpose, which is about enabling everyone to overcome barriers by simply coming together, that's my own purpose. By by coupling that with a career purpose as well, I think it, it just gives me a huge drive to achieve something. You know, it's not just about the goal, but it's about having that purpose, which keeps you getting up every morning. And sometimes you you can forget about it, and especially and if you don't have one. And then you actually figure out what your purpose is. You almost wonder, like, how did I function without a purpose? And I think by having that purpose, you'll be amazed at the the, the things that you can achieve, and and the things that you'd be open to, and the things that you'll end up questioning too. I think so many people will say this and it might get old and it might get boring listening to people tell you to define your purpose. But I think like all of us who have defined it will we'll keep saying you'll. it will surprise you what can happen to you when you figure it out.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. What's the best way that we can connect with you and learn more?
1: Sure. Anyone's welcome to email me, tweet me dm me on instagram you know all the young things and <laughs> i'm happy to give my details uh, to you so that they can find them easily on brilliant. the podcast
0: brilliant thank you so much for today it's been absolutely brilliant talking to you and listening to what you're up to and maybe we could get you back on in a year's time to find maybe, out yes, more about yes. your journey if you're interested in that
1: that'd be great it'd be a nice milestone
0: wicked cool well let's do that then that'd be awesome <laughs>
1: Well, thanks for having me on this.
0: No problem at all. Thank you so much for listening to the end of this episode of the Green Element Podcast. Do take a moment and share this with your friends and colleagues and rate and review the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I'd love to know what has been your biggest takeaway from this conversation. What are you going to do differently? Please share your thoughts across social media and tag us so we can see them too. At GE underscore podcast For links and show notes for this episode, visit our website, greenelement.co.uk forward slash podcast. Thank you again. I hope you will join me on the next episode and together we can help create a better world.